It's multiplex lungs movies number twelve. Uh, yeah, here we go. Um, uh, welcome to the show. Well, yes, where uh, we recap the news from this week in the world of movie news, the things that interest us. We're not going to break down every little story that happened, but just the ones that uh, I thought we would enjoy talking about the most. Um, there wasn't a lot of big news this week, but there were a couple things like right at the end of the week, over the weekend, early yesterday that dropped. But overall, the week was kind of meh, but... We've got a lot to talk about, starting off with the box office, like we do every single week. Um, the box office, Joker, repeat number one uh, with another $55 million. If you guys watched the show last week, we on the show predicted it was going to drop like 60%, 70%. I was wrong. It only dropped 41% to make another $55 million on a budget of $55 million. So this movie is making a shit ton of money. Number two was the new Adams Family animated film with $30 million. Not bad for that movie at all. But Gemini Man, with a budget of $140 million, comes in at $20 million at the box office. Number four is available, oh, and number five is Downton. Other surprising thing, uh, Jexy, a new comedy with Adam Devine that also opened in wide release, only grossed $3 million. So, uh, Cody, I'll start with you on this one. What do you think about the box office this weekend? Um, I think Jexy is going to be a movie that's best for streaming. Um, I, I don't think that's ever going to do anything massive, but maybe it paid for Adam, whatever his name is. Um, Gemini Man. <laughs> I, I didn't go see it um, because I heard so many bad things about the movie um, and it's it kind of just makes me sad because I know Will Smith is like he has he's a, he's a good actor I, I will stand by it I think he is an honestly good actor he's put in some great roles before I just feel like he keeps picking shit projects and I don't understand why like I think I think where it comes into it is somebody comes to him and says, "Hey, Angley wants to put you in a movie, make you the star. You want to do it? Sure." Like most people would sign up for it, but he doesn't read the script. He's fallen into the Nick Cage problem w without the crazy. Like he just picks up whatever they c come to him, and it's just collateral beauty. Like focus was okay, but there was like there's not been like a bright like there's not After. been like some after earth there's not been something like he has been able to like ride as his own um and i'm super aladdin? huh aladdin uh, yeah i Bring guess he was, i still i still am not the biggest fan of that movie i think he's one of the brighter spots of it but still it's just like he already had a source material to work off of on that one that's that that yeah. didn't make it because of his performance that made it because of the 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 marketing behind the movie you know of aladdin um but i'm super happy for the joker um, super happy yeah. for the Joker. Uh, that movie is the more I think about it, the more I still love it. I've seen it twice now. I'm probably going to see it like six more times. I thought it was a movie I was going to see once a year. But if you watch it, you watch it again, you pick up so much more. And you watch yeah. it again, you probably pick up so much more. And you like, you kind of descend into madness with Arthur, which is kind of weird, but it's kind of cool. Like how you see where he goes off the rails. And it's, it's, it's just, I love the story. I'm so happy it keeps making money. I wish it made more like, 
Yeah. yeah well, um, I did see Gemini Man. Uh, and from a technical standpoint, the movie's pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of really bad CGI in this. The de-aging on Will Smith is good in certain parts. There's a scene towards the end of the movie, though, where, like, it ended. It's the last scene of the movie. Like, who gives a shit? It's the last scene of the movie. I looked at Maggie when the movie ended, the credits rolled, and I was like, that was fucking awful. And it's just boring. That's the big thing about the movie, is it's boring. The first, like, hour, nothing happens. Um, and then Clive Owen isn't a great villain. It just kind of, uh, it just kind of turns into nothingness. Um, as far as Will Smith in his recent years, so there's Gemini Man, Aladdin, Bright, Collateral Beauty, Suicide Squad, uh, which we forgot to mention, Concussion, which wasn't terrible, um, Focus, Winter's Tale, After Earth, Men in Black. Seven pounds. Yeah. So Will, Will. I'd say the last great time he had was he did I Am Legend, The Pursuit yeah. of Happiness, yeah. Hitch, I Robot, Bad Boys. Like that was a time where it that's was like, his, that was his high heyday. Even if you don't like those movies, it was still a fun Will Smith film. And I, I think Gemini Man, the problem was I thought the trailer sold the concept of the movie really well but it's just they didn't hit the execution of any of it and, the, and they said the script was terrible too which i know when we get to coho uh you saw this movie as well but i also saw the adams family which <laughs> i found very cute i enjoyed it quite a bit um cool. i'm happy it made 30 million i think that's great for that mm -hmm. movie um, I wasn't expecting it to make that much because I think Abominable in its opening weekend a couple weeks ago only made like twenty. So to see this one kind of go up, it is a more it's a property, so like people know it. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot actually, and I I don't know a lot about the Adams family, but I enjoyed it, so I'm happy it made its money. Um, and same thing with I, there's no surprises of uh, Abominable and Downton being numbers four and five here. Um, I'm glad to see Judy's also making some money in number seven. So, but Coho, what about you? What about the box office surprised you? Uh, well, first off, uh, I was very wrong, and I've never been happier to be wrong when I said Joker was going to drop like 60%. Mm -hmm. uh, so, hey, I'm glad that it's making money. It made more money than I thought it would uh, the second week. I uh, love that movie. Um, Adam's Family's fine. Um, I like it. It doesn't do anything super inventive with the property, but it's like it's harmless fun. And it's like if you like sure. the Adams family, you're gonna have a fun time. The story is is basic kid stuff, but it's still kind of fun. Um, but yeah. Um, other than that, uh, saw Judy. Judy's hitting it with a with a big uh, with a big with the uh, the early bird crowd uh, and the matineers because uh, I went to a seven o'clock screening of that and me and my friend were the youngest people in the theater and there were like five or six older people in there with us and they walked out going that movie was real great and I was like that movie was pretty fine um, but yeah no uh, you are right Andrew uh, Adam Stanley is fun uh, they are creepy and they are kooky. And wow. altogether spooky, uh, but it is a uh, it, it, it was a fun, it was a good weekend, I guess. Yeah. Um, fun fact about the Joker. So overall, uh, worldwide, it has made five hundred and fifty six million. Go, let's um, go. Domestically, 
it has already grossed more than these notable films. It has already grossed more in the comic book genre than Superman Returns, Into the Spider-Verse, Thor, Ant-Man, X-Men Origins Wolverine, Captain America the First Avenger, X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men First Class, Shazam, The Incredible Hulk, The Wolverine, Rise of the Silver Surfer, Kingsman, Watchmen. It's already grossed more domestically than all of those movies, which are all, in my opinion, big money-making movies. So to see this movie making this much money, I would not have expected this to happen. I would, I would, I would, hope, uh, I would hope the Joker outgrosses Rise of the fucking Silver Surfer. Uh, yeah. So right now it's only um, about one million behind Amazing Spider-Man, um, and then it, it will probably cross also Thor: The Dark World, Batman Begins, Venom, uh, which is a movie that came out the same time last okay. year. It only needs twelve million more to cross Venom's domestic run. Woo-hoo! So it's gonna happen. The movie's making a lot of money. Uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Okay, That's let's good. move on to the next topic. Add a boy, Joaquin. You what? I said add a boy, Joaquin. Yes, Joaquin is good. Um, speaking of R-rated comic book films, um, there's a movie coming out in theaters this weekend called Zombieland Two, which we'll talk about soon. But the writers of Zombieland Double Tap, um, what what are their names again? Co? It's uh, uh, Rhett Reitz and Paul Wernick. Okay, so they uh, were being interviewed about Zombieland. They are also the writers of the Deadpool movies. So they uh, were talking to somebody about Deadpool and the future of Deadpool at Disney, and they said that Disney has told them that they will uh, get to continue making Deadpool R, despite it being at Disney and in Marvel. Whether or not that means it's going to be in the MCU is still uh, yet to be seen, but this is actually the quote from them. They said, we're always in touch with Ryan. We've got several projects with him in addition to the Deadpool universe. I think the party line and truth is we're still figuring it out, but Marvel has promised to continue to let us play in the R-rated Deadpool universe, and the hope is that they will also let us veer into the MCU a little bit and play in that sandbox. Our feeling and Ryan's feeling is that it just has to be the right idea. It's got to be great. So, um, Caleb, how do you feel about this? Um, I would love to see Deadpool interact with the MCU, like, and with all the different players. Um, I think if he did that, they he, he wouldn't be R, but I think you could make a lot of meta jokes about him being an R-rated character in a PG-13 movie. I think there are ways to make that work. Um, I know Cody hates Deadpool, but I would I would love to see Deadpool and Spider-Man finally meet. Uh, I think those two, they've had a comic book run together, those two. I think it'd be fun to unite those two characters because they're both quippy and fun. And to finally see them on screen together would be kind of fun. Um, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, I trust them a lot. Um, I like every movie that they've written uh, for the most part, with the exception of Deadpool 2. But I blame I blame Ryan also writing that one a little bit. Um, but I think I love the first Zombieland. I'm excited for Zombieland Double Tap. I really like the first Deadpool um deadpool 2 is fine um but yeah no i i trust them if they have an idea i'm sure it's a good one 
Uh, so uh, the one the nugget that I that I heard in there that I that I love is that they we still have a bunch of other projects to work on with Ryan Reynolds outside of it. Uh, one of those is Clue, the remake that those two are writing well. with Ryan Reynolds in it, and I'm actually a little excited for it. It sounds kind of fun. Here's my take. Um, I don't love this idea. I think that Deadpool should stay its own thing. I think the fun of Deadpool is then we've kind of known that it's been in the X-Men universe and they make fun of that. Like he makes the jokes about Hugh Jackman and everything uh, throughout the film, but there's never like, it's never blatantly tied into the X-Men movies. I'd like to kind of maybe see that continue where like it's an R rated movie and Deadpool can make jokes about Spider-Man or Iron Man and or make like a morbid joke about the fact that Tony Stark is dead or something, but you don't actually get Robert Downey Jr. in the movie. I, I like that idea. I've also said, and I've said it forever, is that like just because Fox is by or Fox was bought by Marvel doesn't mean that these movies need to stop being rated R. I don't see why this is actually like why people are freaking out about this news because Fox is still producing movies. It's a studio. It's the same thing like Lucasfilm or Pixar or Marvel. They're, it's, it's, a, it's its own studio. So if Disney wanted to say, we're not really interested in Marvel putting out R-rated movies, but Fox can make a co-produced thing with Marvel and it can be R-rated and it can go out and that can be a way to drive it. Or as Andrew Barr said in the comics, via Touchstone or something like that. You can do it through other avenues other than Marvel. That also being said, I've also said that if they did decide to put Deadpool in the MCU, it would be incredibly easy to have him show up. And it, it could only work in certain movies. You couldn't do this in like an Avengers Endgame, but you could do this in like an Ant-Man movie where he shows up and he tries to say fuck and his mouth just like bleeps. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm in a PG-13 now. And like, you can do that. That makes sense. I don't want that to happen, but you could do it and it, it would work. Cody, you don't seem super happy about this. Tell me why. I like Deadpool. Like Deadpool, he can take his balls and dick jokes somewhere else. I don't. I don't find that humor funny. I don't like Ryan Reynolds, to be honest with you. Um, uh, a Clue remake with Ryan Reynolds makes me almost gag, um, to be honest. Uh, he plays the same shtick and everything. Uh, him playing R-rated is cool. Just do it. Just do your own movies. Don't come in the MCU because we don't need you in the MCU. Um, because I feel like he would be what's the problem with like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I feel like it would just be trying to make jokes all the time and like I love how it, where Endgame and Infinity War went. It kind of went to a dark side, and like I, I don't want it to go full dark, but I want them to be able to go there. And I don't need him popping up to talk about a chimichanga or like talk about shoving a sword up someone's ass. Like I don't need that in MCU. I I think Deadpool two is atrocious. I think it's one of the worst Great. comic book movies that has been made. Um, uh, I think the first one's fine. Uh, best comic book movie of all time, ridiculous, um, ridiculous statement because it's such a cookie cutter plot line. Um, but it's better to keep him R rated than not because I don't, I don't get. You can't do the character of Deadpool without R rated. It doesn't make any sense, especially what you set up. Because if you make him PG thirteen, you're gonna piss off the fan base that love who Deadpool is. And if you make him R, in like 
there's there's some MCU fans that are like, yeah, please bring him in. I'd rather just see the X Men. I don't want to see Deadpool in the MCU. I don't feel like he fits in the MCU. He can show up in like a Spider Man movie, whatever. That's fine if that happens. But I don't need him with any of the Avengers at any point in time because I can't I can't take him unless it's like a him eating at a burrito place and they walk by and he's just sitting there eating at a burrito place. I don't want him to have any plot points. Please keep him off the screen. I think. I think something that would be fun is if he takes over the like Stan Lee cameo thing, where now Deadpool is the cameo to look for. Oh, get off! That'd be fun. I w- I wouldn't want to see in the middle of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I don't know if I just want to see like Deadpool being like, "I'm the Stan Lee cameo." Well, no, I don't mean he even has to have any lines, but like like the like the Mickey Mouse ears in every Mickey movie. It's something to look for in the background. Yeah. Um. I'm going to have to go to the uh, macaw on this one who is uh, over in the wings. But Andrew Barr said, uh, do it like the good place. Make him say shirt and fork. That would be funny. Is that funny? That's something Ryan Reynolds could do? That's something that would be very funny, I think. Eh, We'll see. All right, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, That topic is uh, Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Catwoman in the Matt Reeves Batman film. Um, I'm going to start first on this one. I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I, sure. She's fine. Like, she's never been in anything that I've hated or that I thought she was bad in. Um, most of the movies that I've seen her in, she's been small parts. But sure, um, I trust Matt Reeves. And he's clearly going with a younger-ish cast here. I'm down with that. I like it. So I I don't really have too much of opinion beyond the fact that it's cool that he's kind of going for someone I wouldn't have expected uh, after, you know, you get Michelle Pfeiffer and then you get uh, Anne Hathaway. This is kind of, this is different. I like this. So I, it's whatever. Uh, Cody, what about you? You can move on. I don't care. As long as <laughs> As long as the script's fine, cool. Let's bring it on. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there. The days of like beating a cast choice to death and saying it's a terrible choice are dead and gone. Like Heath Ledger did that. Uh, Michael Keaton did that. Like we've proven that things can do well. Like Chris Evans played Captain America. Robert Downey Jr. was Tony Stark. Like people that you don't believe could be characters. Mark Ruffalo played the Hulk. Like, ben Affleck was Batman. Yeah, like I just the way they're heading is kind of like this. Like is I hear the talk for the Penguin. I hear the talk for Catwoman. I hear the talk. Like are you doing Batman Returns? Like, yeah. Can you can you try to keep them separate? Like, I, why do we? Can we? Can we do characters we haven't seen? I think he's doing like twelve villains. Like, I think there's a bunch of Asylum type deal. Yeah, I think I think Riddler, Poison Ivy, uh, Scarecrow. Okay. I think they're all in this. If movie. They're all in there, and they're like doing this the setups. That's fine, but like. Please, just make a good movie. I don't care. Just don't ruin Batman. That's all I'm asking. Like, we've already been through that before. Let's just do it well. That's all. Go on. She's not my first pick, but I think she's fine. Like, I don't have, like, an opinion. She was Mary Jane, and she was Angel in First Class. So she's done comic book stuff before. I think she'll be okay. Um, I think me and Kane were both on the page of uh, Elise Gonzalez from Baby Driver. We thought would have been really good. 
Um, but Zoe Kravitz is, is a good pick. Like, I don't have anything bad against it. Um, I'm just ready to see this movie. So Yeah. And it can't come soon enough, to be honest. I'm, I'm super excited as well, especially after Joker uh, getting kind of like an outside of the box um, or outside of the continuity type movie. I'm, I'm into that. So, um, okay, we will move on. The next topic is a big one that's dropped today, I believe. Uh, Kevin Feige has been promoted. Um, it's almost like he made the biggest movie of all time and Disney went, good job. Uh, I'm gonna give you a raise. You did a good job. Twice. Twice? Well, yeah, twice. Uh, yeah. First Avengers and Infinity War, or not Infinity War, Endgame. Well, First Avengers wasn't the biggest movie of all time. Ever. It was like the biggest. It was like the biggest opening weekend. Biggest opening. Right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Kevin uh, Feige's been promoted, so he has officially been his new title. Let me just double check that I'm reading this right. His uh, new title will be CCO. C, yeah, C, Chief Creative Officer. Um, so according to the report, all executives across film and TV will now report directly to Feige, including Marvel TV Jeff Loeb, which I will get into why I love that in just a moment. Um, but he's going to oversee the comics, the TV, the animation, everything. It's all big Mr. Feige. Um I love this so much because he deserves it. Uh, he's earned it. It makes sense. Uh, he clearly knows what the fans like and dislike with these characters. Um, and when there's something that happens that the fans don't like, it's not like he's quick to scramble like DC has in the past. and been like, oh, they didn't like this. Let's change everything to get it to like them. No. The majority of people didn't like Trevor Slattery. Uh, so what did he do? He made a nine-minute short film about how there's a real Mandarin out there and Trevor Slattery, is, there's, there actually is a real Mandarin. So and he announced that the Mandarin is the villain in Phase 4. <laughs> exactly. So like, yeah. he clearly understands um, the characters and the property and Marvel as a whole. This just makes sense. What I was saying about the Jeff Loeb thing I love, they used to butt heads a lot, they probably still butt heads a lot. Part of the reason why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Marvel, Netflix shows, didn't have a strong crossover with the movies like they were supposed to is because they had a bad relationship. So this just kind of, everything that we've been hearing about, like the Netflix shows getting canceled, S.H.I.E.L.D. is getting canceled, the Ghost Rider pilot got canned, um, and all the new shows on Disney Plus, this just, it just makes sense. Caleb, how do you feel about this? The thing that I, I mean, the thing that I'm most excited about is that he's in charge of the comics. Because if uh, on the comic side, they have been, I, I think this was an announcement. If you follow the comics that we've been waiting for for the last couple of months to just be finally confirmed, because uh, like they did, they've been re overhauling the X Men in the comic books. Like they did these two massive books called House of X and Powers of Ten. Uh, uh, which is like redefining the X-Men continuity and reshuffling everything so that it will fit with what the movies are going to be. Um, and I, and this is just the announcement that's like, that's why they're doing it. Um, I'm, and I don't, I don't really love the creative team behind the actual Marvel comics right now. So I think Kevin Feige getting in there and being like, Hey guys, how about you do this and giving them some suggestions on how to fix things I think is cool. Like just basically being able to be like, 
we're going to make the comics a little more like the movies so people aren't confused when they jump back and forth. Um, I think Feige is able to like run things and is a very creative mind and is able to like make things work uh, on from the movie and have the TV tie in. I, I'm excited to see how he works with the comic side now too. Um, but yeah, uh, no brainer move. I mean, with all the announcements they've been making of like Disney Plus shows, integral of the MCU, the, so integral we're putting them on the Phase Four slate uh, of things to watch. I think that just confirms, like you know, this was the move that they were planning on doing since Endgame, since they re-upped his contract. So, yeah. um, Cody, I'll pose this question to you, which is actually Jay's question from the chat, which makes sense. Do we think that maybe they're putting too much on his plate? They're gonna stretch him a little thin. Um, I have my opinion, but I want to hear yours first. What do you think about that? I mean, yeah, there's probably areas that he's going to, like, like, he's going to miss, like, not going to have so much attention. Like, let's not forget that MCU is going to be his top priority, I think. Like, he's going to breach over everything. But, I mean, as any good leader, he'll have people to delegate stuff to. So I think he's going to have trusted minds to go with his vision in like monthly meetings or, all right, this is what I want to see. This is where we got to go. Well, blah, but not like have to be in everybody's business every day. Um, I think it's a lot to take on, but I mean, he's earned the take on and you don't just go to somebody and say, Hey, we're going to make you the chief officer no you offer him the position and let him know what his entails and then you say yes to it so i think it's great i think i think it's the smartest move um honestly he should be just in charge of star wars too uh to be honest uh because i just i just trust the i just trust i just trust him in general i just trust him building like because regardless of his lore and what he knows about star wars if he's overseeing it and knows the vision that the team wants to go he can get them to that stage I mean, starting a year ago or whatever, or starting, you know, since 2008, before that, hey, I'm going to do 22 movies leading up to and the Infinity Saga and mapped out the plans and moved forward and then also had the phases four and five built behind it. The man's done it. The man's trusted. And those are different characters. If you just trust in the Star Wars universe or the TV universe or the comics, I trust everything the man does. So I think it's a beautiful idea. I don't think it'll be stretched too thin because... I mean, they'll have a team behind him. He's not going to have to meddle in everything. I just think the MCU will be his top priority, and he'll have smart people to do the other ones. But he will still be the voice that everybody reports to. I think that he's going to be it, – it's your classic hierarchy. I think there's, you know, um, that Bob Iger, Disney, you, they're your owner. Uh, then Kevin Alan Feige Horn. is your – is what? Alan Horn, and then it's – all the different presidents. Yeah, you, know what I, you know what I meant. Like yeah. if I if we're looking at the, I think that yeah, they're like Iger, and then you've got like just kind of as far as like making decisions for Marvel, um, and then Feige's there as kind of like your general manager, and then he delegates to his people that he needs to, and you know uh, at least like at places that I've worked, your GMs are a little more focused in certain areas. So he's going to be more focused in the movies, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't focus on the TV and the comics and the games and everything. Uh, but maybe he just has, he puts people in place in those areas that he trusts. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. It makes complete sense. I'm super excited about this. Uh, but we will move on to the next topic, which is uh, 
just continues to break my fucking heart every goddamn day. Uh, my main guy, uh, Grandpa Pops Scorsese, Mr. Marty, he keeps saying things that upset me, that hurt my soul. Um, which there's a part about this in the notes that I'm going to get in, or that I didn't put in the notes, guys, that I'm going to get into, which I think is really funny as well. Uh, but Scorsese has more to say about the MCU. Um, I believe he was in England this time. Uh, he was getting doing promotion for the Irishman. And uh, this is what he had to say. Theaters have become amusement parks. That is all fine and good, but don't invade everything else in that sense. That is fine and good for those who enjoy that type of film. And by the way, knowing what goes into them now, I admire what they do. It's not my kind of thing. It is simply not. It's creating another kind of audience that thinks cinema is that. Um, he also said uh, it's not cinema. It's something else. We shouldn't be invaded by it. We need cinemas to step up and show films that are narrative films fucking yikes guys like i don't even know where to start with this um i said it i think two weeks ago when we talked about this that uh scorsese is my favorite director i love basically every movie he's ever made there's maybe two or three that i don't like like boxcar bertha uh or new york new york isn't my favorite but by and large, the majority of his films, I love. I love, by and large, all the Marvel movies. I go to see both. Uh, that doesn't mean the average American does, but a lot of people do. A lot of people do see both. But I don't I don't feel like this has changed. Like I feel like at the time of when Goodfellas came out, gangster movies were all the rage. And right now superhero movies are all the rage. Like, I just, I don't, I don't agree with his opinions. Again, it makes complete sense to me why he would say this, like why he would think it, but I just, I, I don't agree with him. Uh, Jay Burns says that he's a coke addled director from the seventies and has gone out of his way to try and stay relevant. Regardless. Now people are going to keep talking about him. Uh, Did we stop talking about Scorsese ever? I mean, I think the modern audience did, but uh, this is also you who have seen five Scorsese movies. So I'm going to go to you second. I'm going to go to Cody first. Cody, tell me how you feel. Fine. He's, he's, he's right. I'm sorry. He's right to a certain extent. You can't expect. Okay. So I have an iPhone. I have an iPhone, a very expensive iPhone. But guess what? My grandpa will never walk into a cell phone store and buy a $1,000 phone. It's never going to happen. He thinks it's a waste of time. He said that's a piece of shit thing, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't even know what my iPhone can do, right? Right. But at the end of the day, he's made movies that now these movies are coming out and making a shit ton of money and are taking away from his movies. People will not go see Silence if Star Wars is out there or the MCU movies are out there. Movies like Wolf of Wall Street will be better on streaming because people are not going to run to the theater all the time to see his movies. So he's upset because these blockbuster, and I think he's mad in general with everything. I think like Jurassic World and uh, Terminator and stuff like these, these cheesy Transformers, these box office blockbusters that you turn off your brain and don't have to pay much attention. Now, do I agree the MCU is that? No, I think MCU has a really great story throughout the movies. 
but it's not a character piece like Wolf of Wall Street or Silence or stuff. So it's going to frustrate him because he doesn't he doesn't get it and he's upset with it. He's the old man that says, "Get off my lawn, go see my movie, stop doing, stop watching your little comic book movie, stop playing your video games, you damn teenage whippersnapper." So listen. You can call him what he is. He's still one of the. He is still. He's my favorite director, but he's still the top, like one of the top directors of all time. He can have his opinion. You just don't have to agree with it. Like, mm-hmm. guess what? I could take half the audience and pop them into silence from an MCU movie. Over seventy percent will fall asleep during that movie. Their brains are not developed enough to understand what they are watching. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so like. So, like, that's just not their type of movie. Like, uh, for me, I'll say example, Psycho, 1960 Psycho American. I don't like the movie. It's never appealed to me. But people will say that's the cre- one of the cream of the crops of cinema. Don't care. You, cinema's a based opinion. So you can't be mad at him for disagreeing that he doesn't believe their cinema. It's not his type of movies. He's never going He's never going to watch those movies. He will never, like, oh, got to watch the Infinity Saga. Bought it on 4K. Time to pop it all in and watch. Ain't going to happen. Score says he ain't watching it. He's going to watch the next, you know, Spielberg movie about newspapers. That's what he wants to watch. He wants to watch something about characters. He doesn't want to watch superheroes. So it's just not his brand of cinema. So, yeah. Um, Coho, before I go to you on this, um, because I, I, I've slammed you for the, for the you, you don't know Scorsese as well as us or whatever. I'm going to... Oh, you're up to six. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to kind of give you a different angle of this topic. Um, And that's that Jennifer Aniston actually also has. Speaking my language, I've seen more than six of hers. So this, uh, Jennifer Aniston was also chimed in on this whole, the Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. Um, Let me, let me pull up here what she said. It wasn't until the last couple of years when streaming services were just sort of exploding with the amount of quality that I actually started to think, wow, that's better than what I just did. And then you're seeing what's available out in the theater and it's just diminishing and diminishing in terms of it. It's big Marvel movies only or things that I'm not just asked to do or really that interested in living in a green screen. I'm shocked this is where we are but excited that this is where we are. I didn't see it coming. She's kind of going a little uh, a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, saying we're just green screen movies. Um, so, Coho, I, I, I give this to you now. Yeah. These are her last few movies. Uh, yeah. We've got not even her last few. Just uh, We've got Derailed, 21%. Along Came Polly, 26%. Bruce Almighty, 48%. Uh, Wanderlust, 59, The Bounty Hunter, Love Happens, Storks, Mother's Day, not to mention Murder Mystery on Netflix with Adam Sandler, and also Office Christmas Party, Horrible Bosses, We're the Millers, Just Go With It, the list goes on and on. I can get behind Marty complaining about things because he's made a good movie, but she hasn't. It upsets me, Coho. What do you think? Um, well, first of all, 
Scorsese taking his big dick out of the table and doubling down. That's respect to Scorsese for like when when people are like, you can't say that, Marty. He just goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Uh, I think that's badass. Uh, respect to him for, for standing by his opinion. But uh, when it comes to Jennifer Aniston, uh, I mean... <laughs> I, I have the, the part of that quote that I love is all the great movies that you find on streaming services. There's like one or two great movies a year from a streaming service, and eighty percent of it is dog shit, including the brilliant, brilliant murder mystery, which I believe is what she's referring to as great streaming films. Um, no, I just I think I think. I think she's entitled to her opinion as well, but I think kind of just chiming in because Scorsese is saying stuff and she wants a piece of that attention. Um, I don't think, I don't think her opinion is, is, is as, as valid as one of the greatest American directors of all time. Uh, she's, she's, she's Rachel from friends. She will always be Rachel from friends and she's never really made anything to make her, anything other than Rachel from friends. Um, so I don't know. Like I like Jennifer Aniston. I've never, I'm not running out to see murder mystery on Netflix or, or, or dis derailed or whatever. I mean, pick better movies. Maybe I'll see them. I don't know what theater she's going to. Is she going to a four screen theater that's playing Endgame on all four screens? Because like <laughs> this week, this, this week, this like these last couple of weeks, like literally Joker. Sure, it's a comic book movie, but I, I, there's nothing green screen world about Joker. There's nothing green screen world about Downton Abbey. That's out too. Like there are movies, there are movies at the theater for you. You just have to go to one that's more than four screens, Jennifer. That's all I'm saying. I I also like Jennifer Aniston. Um, Barr brought up a great movie, Cake. I said to Maggie when this story broke that Cake's actually a pretty good movie. That's probably her best performance, but the movie itself is actually probably fine. She's the best part about it. Um, and then I do, again, Barr bringing in Horrible Bosses. One, again, soft spot. I like it. Uh, but Bar, I just I think you're just only helping Coho's thing here by saying the Irishman is being produced by a streaming service. So that means that yeah, this that's year, your one great one from this year. One great one. Last year, I didn't like the movie, but everyone else loved it. Roma. That's one good yeah. one in a year. Um I, I, I don't mean, know. I, I liked extremely I liked Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile from Netflix this year, uh, but that one went way under the radar. Yeah. Uh, always like, be my maybe is fine. That, that was that was good, yeah. But the, but you get more mediocre and crap than you get anything. Great. Exactly. The Irishman, or you you get on. more you get more ridiculous sixes. Yeah, exactly. And 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 these movies are made by Martin Scorsese and Alfonso Cuarón, so they're not even close to being at the same level of something produced by Happy Madison. Like, I'm sorry. Exactly. It's just it is just different. Um, yeah. Wow, Malcolm taking a stand saying he refuses to see Downton Abbey since there's no green screen. Uh, probably for the best. Yeah, we brought up that one. So um, this topic hurts my head. Let's move on uh, to a great topic that we get to discuss. We'll be quick on this one. Uh, but we all watched the Doolittle trailer, right? Yep. Yeah. This is Robert Downey Jr.'s first non-marvel role in five years uh cody can he pull it off oh he can there's no issue with him i don't i 
no, count it up. I will follow him. And I love the judge. I stand by it. Me and Coho both agree on this. I love the judge with Robert Duvall. I think he's one of the best performances in that movie. Um, I also love him in Due Date. Um, yes, it's a terrible movie, but it's funny with him. Um, he's Rex Harrison in Doolittle. So we went away from the the actual like dad in the suburbs like of Eddie Murphy. And we're going back to the uh, Rex Harrison days of him being like the doctor, like the with all the animals in the house and all that stuff. And I love that movie when I was little. So I'm really excited to see this. I don't like the accent he's using. Um, it's not my favorite thing, um, but I think the movie looks flipping gorgeous. I honestly do. I think this movie is visually from at least the trailers looks stunning. Um, I don't know who's playing the tiger. Ray Fiennes. Okay. I don't know where everybody keeps going. I don't know why everybody keeps doing the Idris Elba when they play tigers in movies or like of of the feline, but it even sounded like another Idris. I was like, what are we doing? Why is Shere Khan in this one again? Um, But it's, it's, it's fitting. I just, I, I hate the release date coming out in january that's why i don't trust it because if you can trust if you can do like two things in cinema most times if you release your movies in january and like september normal or september in august september they're not great they're not great normally there's one rise to the top and everything else is that flutter blah no people have people don't have money because they blow it on the summer. So I think the release date is a very weird choice. I really do. Unless the stu- three weeks after Star Wars, like what studio's producing it? It's Universal. Okay, Universal. So either Universal's doing the one thing that a lot of other studios did, like February. I'm going to release one in February and show you that I can make money. I can release it in March and make money. I can release it in April and make money. I can release it in October and make money. So they're proving that every thing. January is a tough time. Jeff, Jan, January is arguably one of the lowest grossing months because everybody's burnt out from Christmas and spending so much money. And yeah. it's really going to be hard when Star Wars is in the theater still. Do you see Star Wars for a second time or do you take the risk for Doolittle? Now, if it was in Madison, Wisconsin, I guarantee the group would go see uh, Dr. Doolittle because yes. we yeah. saw Dora and we would see Doolittle. But right. I don't know if that's every. Thing, yeah. I, I don't know if that's every friend group and every group that would go see. I think people followed RDJ most places. Doolittle? That accent's got to go for me. It's a little rough. Yeah. Um, I actually disagree. I thought the movie didn't look that pretty. Uh, I thought the CGI was really bad. <laughs> in, the, in the trailer, I thought I thought the CGI was really bad. Um, I must be, I must be uh, looking somewhere different than you guys uh but stop watching on your 4k tv i guess uh universal this is what else they're putting out uh so nothing else in october but in november they're putting out last christmas which is that film with uh daenerys stormborn um it looks like a it looks like a hallmark movie (laughs) it doesn't look good um they're also putting out uh Nothing else in November, but in December, Black Christmas remake and Cats. Oh, let's bow down at the glory of CGI Taylor Swift and Cats. All right. Cats Uh, is going to win everything. And then, oh, and then also apparently a slated January 3rd 
Untitled Blumhouse Productions Project. So some other random. It's gonna horror. make one. It's gonna make 115 million because Blumhouse can put out a yep. dog pooping on a screen for two hours and it will still make money. Yeah, and then they also have some movie called The Turning coming out. So they're just kind of like dropping everything very close together. But listen to this cast though: Tom Holland, Robert Downey Jr., Michael Sheen, Rami Malek, Emma Thompson, Ray Fiennes, Marion Cotillard, Kumail Nanjiani, Antonio Banderas, Selena Gomez, John Cena. Octavia Spencer, Carmen Joe, yo, yo, I can't say her name. Jim Broadbent, Craig Ferguson. This cast is insane. I, I can't wait till the marketing where they're like Academy Award winner, playing the panda bear or whatever. Like they're just doing the stupid <laughs> thing at the front of the movies, like Oscar Award, uh, Oscar winner, Academy blah, blah, Award blah. winner Marion Cotillard is the red panda. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Um, Jay Burns saying that Black Panther did drop in February. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's it was Black Panther. Um, it's not Doolittle. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Barr on this one. Can we please stop with the dramatic pop song reinterpretations and trailers? Um, <laughs> what was this yeah, one? Malcolm liked it. Uh, it's a <laughs> what a wonderful world. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's not um, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Yeah, that did come out in February in the States. Uh, January for you. Uh, it did well critically. It didn't make a lot of money, though. I don't – I just don't think – It was in the top ten for a while. It just, it's like number 12 now on the domestic for us. Great. It, that did, <laughs> it didn't make a lot of money, though. Look at look at its time um, saying compared to like these other movies. Like It didn't make a ton of fair. money. It made like um, 170. Cool story, idiot. Uh, Coho, did you like this trailer, or do you want to see Doolittle crash his boat into an iceberg? Um, I'm gonna watch Doolittle do whatever the fuck he wants because it's Robert Downey Jr. and I love Robert Downey Jr. Um, but like that cast is really stacked. That movie seems fine. It feels like a December, January release-ish time. Like, it feels like a family film. Like, maybe it's a smart idea to put it in January, because who knows? Even if it's terrible, I'm sure the family will go see Doolittle. It's Talking Animals with Robert Downey Jr. It seems like the perfect family movie. Um, it's It looks fine. Um, I think it's going to be okay. It's, it's Doolittle. I don't it's care too- for any. I don't care for any version of Doctor Doolittle. They're all fine, but um, it looks okay. Boatman, listen. I know Robert Downey Jr. is it like in a coffin trying to call a cell phone in the corner for three hours while dramatically talking to himself and doing readings from the Third Man. But like, calm the fuck down. And it's not black and white, but it doesn't mean it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> but oh. man, of course you're the person who sits there and says the Eddie Murphy version is great alright uh, let's move on to our final topic of the day we are going to talk about the two movies being released in wide release this weekend uh, Maleficent Mistress of Evil along with uh, Zombieland Double Tap um, I am seeing Maleficent tomorrow and Zombieland on Thursday. So we'll see how they turn out. I'm not honestly looking forward to either of these movies. Like, I kind of wish 
Zombieland would have just like stayed its own thing. Um, I hear that this one's good and that it's more of the same. Uh, if that's the case, then cool. But I didn't necessarily need it. Uh, and Maleficent, well, Maleficent 1 is terrible. Uh, I remember seeing it in the theater and thinking, oh, it wasn't too bad. And then me and Maggie watched it a couple weeks ago and I went, ah, this movie's boring as shit. This movie is not good. It's gorgeous, uh, but it's not good. And they've got one of the two directors from uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales directing this thing. Oh, is it is it Espen Sandberg? Because fucker can't direct for shit. It's one of the two directors from Malef- or from Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh, rip. Oh, I know. Um, that being said, uh, the Rotten Tomato scores again on both of these. Uh, Zombieland doesn't have one yet. That worries me. Comes out in a couple days. No reviews yet. Maleficent's reviews are out. A lot of people say that it's uh, better than the first one, but still not great. It's got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's kind of a hit or miss. Uh, While it's far from cursed, Maleficent too rarely supports its impressive cast and visuals with enough magical storytelling to justify its existence. So, oof. Uh, Cody, are you going to see either of these films? Um, so Zombieland is nothing that I needed, um, but it's kind of like somebody saying, hey, we have this new bacon cheeseburger. Well, I've had a bacon cheeseburger, but I'll take another bacon cheeseburger. I'm okay with trying it again. So no, I'm beautiful. Zombieland, no problem. I'm going to be so on board. Even if it's terrible, whatever. It's like, I don't think it's going to be terrible. I don't think it might live up to the first one, but it still might be had that fun that That I will enjoy. True. That is so true. <laughs> um, yes, you're the terrible Joker in Batman vs Superman. Um, um, and then Maleficent. Um, I haven't seen the first one. I'm not going to see. I, literally, I saw it in the theater. I didn't know this movie was coming out. I heard whispers of it, but I wasn't like on like. I don't follow the forum page that releases like Maleficent fan fiction. So I didn't know the second one was coming. But then when I was sitting in the theater and I heard the like music and then I saw Angelina Jolie, I was like, oh, holy hell. Why is this coming down? What? I was like, at least, okay, they're going to at least call it Sleeping Beauty. It's going to be the Sleeping Beauty like live action. Cool. We got it. Nope. We're just going to show that she was not really good the first time. Now she's bad. And then I the third one's coming out in three years, and it's going to call Sleeping Beauty, and we're going to see Angelina Jolie for the third time. She has a Disney contract, and she needs to get fired from it. I'm tired of these movies. You need learned. to see that first movie. I think no. I want to watch it with you. I think <laughs> would be- I, I would watch Maleficent with Cody and just watch his commentary. <laughs> No, okay. Uh, spoilers for Maleficent, but we're going to spoil something of Maleficent because I just want to see Cody's reaction. Cody, in Maleficent, in this okay. in, the, in the 2014 film, uh, you know how Sleeping Beauty pricks her finger yeah. and then the prince has to kiss her for her to wake up. Otherwise, she's, mm. she's sleeping the whole movie. In Maleficent, the prince kisses uh, Aurora and she doesn't wake up. But then Maleficent... Kisses her and she does wake up because she is the true love. Their love is true. (laughs) 
So they've already done Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, Sleeping Beauty is well. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Sleeping Beauty part of this story was in the first one. Yeah, the Sleeping Beauty part of that story is the last one. I thought this was just the build up to make her the witch. And then no, she's, gonna no, her, no. Gonna she's already done that. In the first 20 minutes of the movie, she curses Aurora. Aurora wakes up. She acts as her godmother, tries to take away the curse. It doesn't work. Why she are we doing this? Exactly. Oh, this is. This is the, okay. I've changed my mind. Maleficent, the first one, is apparently the final circle of hell. Tony, <laughs> uh, the cool guys group on Facebook is the sixth circle of hell. Good, no, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> Hard pass. Won't watch that anymore. Oh man, you sh- I still want you to watch it. It'd be great. Come on. <laughs> are there Go blue ahead. fairies? What? Are there blue fairies in this? The yes, first all one? of them are, there. are in the film. They're named different. Names, they're not, uh, they what are, are they? Tiny, movie? tiny CGI colorful fairies that are in this movie for 10 minutes. They're yeah, literally, they're, they're I'm, gonna pa- I'm gonna pass. Uh, and the guy who directed the first one, I don't remember his name, but uh, it's the only film he's ever directed. Uh, but he won an Oscar for doing the uh, art direction on Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Coho, gush about Zombieland. Uh, yo, I'm super hyped for Zombieland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna yes. lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like the moment I heard they were doing Zombieland two, I'm like, it's a little late, but I'll take it. Like I'm not gonna be upset. Like I'll watch it. So I'm super excited for it. I'm probably gonna get dragged into Maleficent two because my mom's favorite movie is Maleficent one. <laughs> so Mister loves the Olympus has fallen movies and Maleficent. Yeah. Check. Can you? Can you? Can, you, good, good thing my dad's the one that got me in the film. Oh. <laughs> my dad's favorite movie is Raiders. So, um, but um, Raiders, but, Maleficent, Maleficent, or Raiders of the Lost Ark? Which one am I gonna pick? Um, but uh, the Fargo theater is showing the Lighthouse, and um, and I think Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So I will be seeing both those this weekend also. Um, and I'm fingers crossed Jojo Rabbit comes out somewhere that I can see it. Cause that's limited this weekend. Yeah. Well, it won't come so, wide until November. Okay. Well then I'm going to wait till November for Jojo, but I think Fargo got the lighthouse. So I'm going to go see the lighthouse. I have to wait till next week to see that. But, um, yeah, guys, that was the show. What a fun time we've had. Uh, Cody's like, I don't know. This isn't fun. I hate Tim and everything that Coho stands for. Um, I love Tim. hate Coho and hate Maleficent. I've not seen it. <laughs> you should watch it. You, 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 I think I you want, can, can we make that? Can we make that the movie we watch on the next trip? This is Maleficent. Uh, well, it won't be in theaters anymore, but, uh, no, no, no. I mean like someone bring a Blu-ray 4k copy of Maleficent one and we've watched Oh, it. I've got that. Then yes, we can do that. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, uh, guys. Uh, Coho, do you have anything about fandom you want to plug? Uh, Hey, this weekend we got two matches, uh, and they're pretty dope. Boatman's back. He's playing, uh, Sean McKee. And then the last debut round one, I guess, day of debut teams is Midsummer Nightmare versus Nick of Time. Uh, Nick Tuig, Nick Carley versus Antonio Chavez and uh, Douglas Castle. So go check those matches out. Those will be up on Friday. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Cody, what are you guys doing on your list sucks tomorrow? Most overrated 2000s oh, movies. 2000-2009. It is the hottest of hot takes I've ever been a Watch part it. of. Um, I will let everybody know here first. 
the overall combined list is a D plus. It is the lowest grade I have given on a Your List Sucks. It's four people. Ryan Permison makes his return. We got Brian Michaels. We have Cameron Holtzman. And we have, crap, I forgot the other person. I'm going to feel really bad. Um, who's the last person? Coho, why did you freeze at this moment? You're a terrible human being. Um, but yes, it's uh, one other person, surprise, surprise person. So yeah, it's going to be great. All right. And I'm just going to take a picture of a fr uh, frozen coho here so I can use it till the end of time. Uh, but then, uh, what else do we have going on? We've got, um, yeah, another episode right here, same time, roughly next week, every Tuesday, Multiplex Loves Movies. We're going to recap the latest and greatest in movie news if you're interested in being on the show hit me up let me know we would love to have you um yeah watch sports watch tv tv had a couple matches today nerdgasm had a new match last saturday with another one coming up very soon coho likes to dip out he's got stuff to do uh whatever but uh we will be back next week with another episode so until next time guys have a good one see you later <laughs>